BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the beautiful city of Angels. Where we are waiting on LeBron James. Might be like waiting on Godot or LeBron never shows up. We'll still be waiting here. Speaking of LeBron, tell me if you've heard this before, but LeBron swept the Raptors. Does feel like every, it's like, man, is this Groundhog Day? No, I'm not Bill Murray. This is not Groundhog Day. The Raptors were beaten 128-93 yesterday. Sixers did uh, stave off a sweep as they played our boy TJ McConnell. And, uh, and got a home win to force a Game 5. Speaking of Game 5s, home game for the Warriors, that one feels over. Home game for the Rockets, that one feels over. And eventually we'll get, we'll get back around to what we thought would happen to start the year. The only difference, the only surprise would be that the Boston Celtics could be in the Eastern Conference Finals without Gordon Hayward, without Kyrie Irving. Outside of that, had I started the year and said, hey, 
the Cavs and the Celtics, you would have said, yeah, okay. Had I started the year and said the Warriors and the Rockets, you would have said, yeah, okay. So it wasn't about LeBron. LeBron shot, wait for it, 17% from three-point range in the in the uh, four-game series. 17%. They barely played Larry Nance. Jordan Clarkston, ah. Heck, uh, Rodney Hood refused to go in the game last night for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, like that's three rotation players, basically useless. And the Raptors were swept four games tonight. So I'd like to make this about LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, that LeBron James. But really, it's about the Toronto Raptors. Who they are, who we thought they were. That's it. They are exactly who we thought they were. And you can come at me with the, you know, regular season. Dude, the Hawks once had the best record in the regular season. The Bulls once had the record in the regular season. Last year, the Celtics had the best record in the regular season. and Nobody thought they were the best team. And had Rondo not gotten hurt, they would have been beaten by the Chicago Bulls because they were beaten two games none in Chicago to start the series. So we can make this about LeBron. It's really about the Raptors. This is who the Raptors are. Cool story. You got Drake. You are the North, which feels like really bad English, but maybe it works in Canada. I'm not sure that the Queen's English. But what we see is eh, a team that wins a bunch of games that nobody takes seriously, and now they've been eliminated. Dinosaurs extinct, May 7th, 2018. That series was about the Raptors, not about the, not about the Cavs. Not about, we can make it about LeBron stealing game one, hitting the runner in game three, but really it's about the Raptors. You couldn't win one game, not one. You couldn't find a way to win one game. Nope. Now the one really interesting part of the Cavaliers is the Rodney Hood deal, right? Like if I'm LeBron James, and today I wake up and Rodney Hood refused to go in the game last night because he's fallen out of the rotation and he felt like he's too good to be playing uh, mop-up duty. Like, that's fine. We can handle that. But for the Cavs to not suspend, not fine him, what, what sort of culture are we instilling? How does it become okay? And to anyone who says, well, listen, the real fine is going to be the offseason when he doesn't get nearly as big a deal as he would have gotten. And by this getting out, he gets it embarrasses him. All that's true. But if I want to build a consistent winner and I want a guy who I, I need to have bought in because you never know when you're going to go to him. You just don't know. You go to a sixth or seventh game with the Boston Celtics. And you're going to have to use your, look at these. Once you get fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh game in these series, you start using guys you didn't use before because a couple guys are out of gas. And to not instill the culture in your franchise that that is completely and utterly and totally unacceptable, unacceptable, is unacceptable. 
Right? Like, wait, I don't want to go in the game because I'm, what's the term? I believe the kids' term, you know what the kids' term for this one is, Ramos? I believe butthurt would be the, 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 the kids' term. <laughs> that's a good one. Sorry, I, I believe that's what it is because I'm butthurt over the fact that I did. I'm no longer in the rotation. I'm the petulant child that's mad because I went from game one starter against the Pacers to I'm a scrub. I'm a mop up dude. Guess what? This is the deal. This is the deal. So Rodney Hood, we can ship you off to Atlanta, to Brooklyn, to one of these other franchises that's fine with losing in the off season. In the meantime, how do you not hold him accountable? How is he not fine and suspended today? Even if ultimately it becomes a slap on the wrist, a game one suspension, a game he wouldn't have played in, how do you not do that? How does that become acceptable behavior? And while part of me wonders if LeBron James secretly loves this, dude, I love this idea. I love this idea of me being a guy who can lift up a franchise. Think of the credit he is getting for beating a team that everyone thought he was going to beat. I love when we're sitting there going, I can't believe LeBron is. Did you actually think Toronto was going to win the playoffs? Like last week, Nick, Nick Wright came on and I said like, dude, can he continue to carry a friend? Who do you think is going to win? Like, yeah, I think, I think the Cavs. Why? Because they're the Raptors. I have zero faith that they'll win important games in the playoffs. And that has played out as such. But think of the credit that LeBron James is getting. Right? Like LeBron James misses a couple of key free throws, makes a runner in a tie game, game three at home, a game that they nearly spit up and cost themselves. And we act, and we start playing footage of different Jordan moments and like, see, he's like Michael Jordan. Or he's just beating the, he's just beating the Raptors who everyone knew were going to be beaten, including the Raptors. So I, I guess the one thing in my mind is, does LeBron like the fact that he's quote unquote overachieving with this Cavs roster where he gets a lot more credit as opposed to you go to the West, you play with the Lakers, you add a couple stars, and now you're expected to win a championship, compete for a championship in the West, which is far more difficult. So the Raptors are who we thought they were. The Cavs are who we thought they were. I'm a little bit bothered, more than a little bit bothered by the lack of culture being instilled with uh, what one player, Rodney Hood, pulled last night. And I just wonder today if LeBron's like, hey, you know what? It's kind of better being on the underdog and getting to the finals than it is being on the favorite and competing and falling short of the finals. I just wonder. How about TJ McConnell last night, right? McConnell fits into that kind of classic. First, he's the classic true point guard. But if you look at backups, and I remember when Matthew Dellavedova was was the backup, he had to become the starter because Kyrie got hurt against the uh, Warriors in the finals. This is going back to two years ago or three years ago, actually, three years ago. People went crazy because TJ McConnell was diving on the floor and he thought they were, he was taking out people's legs. And my point then is my point now. Those guys wouldn't be in the league if, they didn't make those plays. They weren't a little bit tougher, borderline a little bit crazy, and made the and and put their body out there, to which other starters with more athletic talent, sometimes more skill, 
aren't willing to do. We had Patrick Beverly on two weeks ago. He's the same guy. Forget skin color. Being a backup means you got to kind of have a, a level of psycho to you, to which you, you, you're, you believe that you should be a starter. You're willing to compete and willing to fight anybody in the gym to show you're a starter. And McConnell showed that, that he could be one last night in a pinch in pinch duty. Much the way that Delhi showed us at times in pinch duty, much the way that Patrick Beverly has showed us in pinch duty. That's not their best role, but that's why they've made it. That's why they've stuck when there are other guys that are taller, shoot better, maybe more elegant, more flamboyant, more athletic that haven't panned out. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Eddie House joins us. Of course, Eddie could have gone anywhere in the country out of high school. He went to Arizona State. And I'm I'm just wondering, Eddie, do you, do you think that's a, like th- there's the, hey, are you better off staying in Cleveland where you might not win another title, but you might get to the championship several times. You might have one or two shots if you stay healthy or going to a place like the Lakers or going to the Sixers where you can surround yourself with better talent, uh, but you're going to have to kind of remake a team, remake their culture, and try to make that run all over again. Um, I think I probably will, I will stay where I'm at instead of – because it's not guaranteed. It's guaranteed that you – being able to stay in Cleveland and surround yourself with with a cast, and you're going to get to the to the final somehow. Not sure that if you you could depend on some of those guys, um, even though they're they're a lot more talent, better talent. But like going to Philly, similar skill set, both play with the ball in their hand. Can you see Ben Simmons coming off a of pin down? Can you see Ben Simmons playing off the ball? It's hard for me to see that. So with the Lakers, same thing. You want Lonzo playing off the ball? I think he's better. I, I would stay in Cleveland just for me. Uh, all right. So, look, you've been on teams before. You've been on LeBron's teams before. How do you think he feels about Rodney Hood refusing to come off the bench last night? Oh, man, I, I, I think everybody is probably extremely upset about that because if they're not the only ones. They're not the only ones that sat there and, and sacrificed. I mean, he's not the only one that sacrificed. You got to think at times, you know, Jr. was struggling uh, playing, getting minutes. Kyle Korver was struggling, getting minutes at times. And uh, so that's like a slap in everybody else's face who's been sacrificing. Why didn't they, why didn't they find him? Why didn't they suspend him? Why they just, I'm like, look, I understand that the, you could say, hey, the fine or the suspension that's coming this summer when he's a restricted free agent. But I mean, they, they basically did nothing. Yeah, well, uh, you know what? I think they're doing they're they're not doing nothing now because they're going to do something later. He's probably they're going to find a way to get him out of there. Roddy uh, Roddy Hood is uh, uh, obviously refused to come in the game. Um, Eddie House joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I said to start the show, I thought the series was more about Toronto. Look, they're flawed in construction, right? You got Valanciunas, who when the Cavs play small. He can't. He's useless when the Cavs play small, right? It, it, it right. It, and now all of a sudden they're playing backups to guard LeBron, which becomes a huge mismatch for LeBron James. You know when you move your shot blocker over to 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 guard Kevin Love. So some of it is in construction, but a lot of it, look, a lot of it is in. That's who the Raptors are. Like they, this is who they are in the playoffs. They're a bit. What is it about the Raptors that limits them in the postseason, from your perspective? 
why I don't think they have any, uh, multiple superstars. They got really good players. DeMar DeRozan, I wouldn't call him a superstar. Um, they relied heavily on their bench. And what one thing we do know in the playoffs, what usually happens, the rotation shrinks. Guys that were getting the 12 to 14 minutes earlier in the year, you could depend on them earlier in the year against the seconds. Well, the minutes aren't going around like that. The bench shrinks. Um, the other team's going to play their stars way more. So those bench players who were getting off against bench players are now going up against the stars. And to your point, you have backup players guarding LeBron James. Mismatch all day. I just think, really, I psychologically, I think Toronto just uh, they can't get over the hurdle uh, mentally over LeBron. I think game one, just that, that basically sealed the deal for, for, for them. They weren't able to, even though they went that, that second game, it was tight, but I don't think mentally they'd have an edge. If they didn't get that game one, it was all bad. That's what I thought, and that's what happened. Um, it was just, they're a perfect storm for, for the, if you, if you look at it, they're a perfect storm for the Cavs. And, you know, especially the way the Cavs are constructed. Kevin Love was able to get in the paint and get off. He wasn't able to do that against Indiana. So, so I, I just think they have, they have a, some reevaluating to do on it. It's tough. I mean, it's hard to land a, a superstar up there. you got to get taxed. The, the tax is high up there. The weather's bad. I mean, you would, I wouldn't want to go if I had an opportunity to go somewhere else. Yeah, I, I think their their best their best option is to get is if they're a Canadian guy, they can bring back right. Like that's the whole. Hey, you and I, everybody likes visiting Toronto, but most people guys don't want to. Like every NBA guy's like, man, I love visiting Toronto. You want to go play up there? Like, nah, no. nah. I mean, maybe do you make a move for a Wiggins? I mean, is that is that what I mean, you but do? Still, but he doesn't put you. I don't think he puts you over the top. He's going to probably put butts in the seats, but. Is, I mean, we've seen him in the playoffs this year. He he looks suspect. So now you got two guys kind of like that don't show up in big moments, DeRozan and Wiggins. I mean, that's not going to get it done. I agree with you. I just, you know, at some point you got to try something different, right? The same thing, expecting a different result is the and, and trying the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity. I just, I don't know exactly what to do, but maybe that's what you, maybe you take the pressure off Wiggins by putting him with DeRozan and find a way to do it that way. I just don't know if there's a deal to be made with Minnesota. Eddie House joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Obviously, the Sixers staved off elimination, playing their own backup point guard in T.J. McConnell. It moves it moves Simmons off the ball, kind of changes that dynamic. Um, is is there any chance they come back and win this series? I don't think so. I mean, I think they can maybe get a sneak one more game, but that would be tough. You know how good Boston been in these playoffs at home and how bad they, conversely, how bad they've been on the road. So it, it, it's going to stick to script, I believe. I think they'll go back. I don't think they have a chance. I think uh, what, what happened with the two best players for Boston going out, it gave an uh, opportunity for Terry Rozier to emerge, for Morris to play better, for Jason Brown and Jason Tatum to uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum be guys that they lean in on heavily in ISO game. And then Al Horford being able to get it done. And Brad Stevens, we all agree, wizard, fantastic coach over there on the sideline. But it's also his system and his players. You have to have talent and the right type of players to make sure that your system is followed through from top to bottom. And I think that that's the best thing that, that Boston has going for him is a system, is the good coaching, and the opportunity for these young players not to be scared and take advantage of their moment that they're getting. Otherwise, they might not have the extended minutes. Like a Terry Rozier Kyrie's playing, he might not have those extended minutes. Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum with Gordon Hayward there, they might not have those extended minutes, but they have become invaluable to them because they have had an opportunity to get out there and play 
throughout this whole year and then also in these playoffs and some of these tight playoff games as well. Hey, Eddie, uh, how do they match up with, uh, with the Cavs? Well, I mean, I'm always going with the best player on the planet. I, I think they match up well for, for this reason. They do have guys that can score off the dribble. They can make, create their own shot, and not only for themselves but for others, for others as well. I think that's the advantage that they have. The only person that really creates for the Cavs is LeBron James. Right. And I think the best approach I, – I thought Indiana hit it right on the head, how to guard the Cavs and how to make them struggle. Let LeBron get off. He's going to do his thing. But you can't have 12s and 15s and 18s and 22s from all the role players. You have to limit. You know what LeBron's going to get because you're not going to be able to stop him. But you have to limit the role players. And how you do that, you do not allow them to get in a rhythm early by getting wide open shots and paying so much attention to LeBron because he's a willing passer. He's a facilitator first. So he see and he's 6'8", so he's standing over the defense. And he's able to pick you apart, get his guys in rhythm, and that's why I think this, this series, he really didn't have to do too much. I mean, he stunk it up pretty much as far as shooting the ball from three, only 17%. But, again, he was able to get his guys off, and that's all they needed. Now they move on to the next round. I think the best way to play them is, is that approach, but is that going to get it done? I, I wouldn't bet against that. No, I, w- I wouldn't bet against LeBron either, but I do think it makes it super interesting. All right, let's go to the West. Uh, Clint, Clint Capella has been great, but – you, you, Clint Capel can play in that series because they have Rudy Gobert, right? They're both rim protectors, right. role guys. Can Clint Capella be effective in the Warriors series, especially when they go small? Well, I, I think, well, the Warriors, I think they'll, they might try to match up with Clint Capella at first, and then they might change it off depending. But I just, it's just too, the only thing that Houston has, I think, that will give them a shot, and I've been saying this, their own. They're the only team I think that is capable of matching the three-point shot. They have about six to seven guys that can knock, that can hit threes. About four guys that are knockdown three-point shooters. So, with that being, with that dynamic that they have over there, that gives them a puncher's chance to me to be within the game because they can knock down match for. Match. But I just don't. Th- the Warriors just have too much. You were saying earlier that you think Kevin Durant is better than LeBron as a player right now. So you have that, plus you have another two-time MVP, an all-star that's a knockdown shooter, and then Draymond who does all the dirty work. And, I mean, Draymond could pass. He, I mean, he's a hell of a basketball player. And, and you know, he, he, you like, I like his nastiness, his grittiness, but he just plays the game extremely well. He knows where everybody is. He gets everybody off. I just don't I, – I, there's not enough. Uh, the Warriors has got too much over there. I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, look, look, if Draymond can't hit any shots and you can, you know, you can play in the lane off him, maybe, maybe you give him a shot, but he is he's he's hit enough to keep you honest here in the playoffs, which leads me to believe he's going to hit enough again, as opposed to like a P.J. Tucker who's still not making his shots. Like, he's there, Draymond. He's just not as effective defensively inside, and he's not as good a shooter, especially in big spots in the playoffs. And he's not a good as pa- a good of a passer. passer. And right. you and how you would say play off of Draymond and dare him to shoot the three. You got to remember he has Clay, KD, and Steph on the wing. He's just gonna go right into a dribble handoff. You're playing so far off him because he's a smart player, high basketball IQ. He can read the game. You want to play off? I'm not gonna force his three. I'm just gonna go dribble handoff. You're so far back. They're gonna come off with a wide open clean shot, which is that's the beauty of what they have over there. Yeah. Eddie House, join, Eddie House joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, last thing. 
Um, ben Simmons shooting, how do you fix it? He got to just be in the gym. At first, it got it starts with confidence. You know that it's like any it's like got to have ultimate confidence. Um, you have to figure figure out what's comfortable and where can you get your shots to be comfortable. Where and it, you know if they're sagging off, you don't have to always shoot that three. You can take a step in because I'm gonna take a deuce over a missed three any day. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. The only the so, only thing though is he does this thing and look as as a guy who was a bad shooter in college, I I would do the same thing where. You're wide open, but instead of just catching and shooting it, he'll like take a dribble like he's going to get a better shot, and it ends up becoming a worse shot. Just catch and shoot it. You're much more likely wherever you are to make it on a catch and shoot than you are off the dribble. Especially if it's uncontested. Sometimes a dribble gives you a rhythm, you know, just a nice like step-in rhythm like when you're shooting free throws. People tend to tend to dribble when they're shooting free throws. But, um, yeah, I, I just think that he just got to get in the lab, man. And he, you can't go to the lab and just say, hey, I'm going to get up 1,000 shots and make 200. No. If you get up 1,000 shots, you got to be setting your goals. you got to make more than half of your shots, especially a guy like him starting off. got to make more than half of your shots. You want to get up to about 630. If he can do that consistently, that will definitely improve it, which is, it sounds um, a lot easier than easier said than done, but he could definitely get that done. He has plenty of time to do it. I, I'm, I'm thinking that's the only way. And Surround yourself with good shooters while they're, they're having shooting drills. Make it competitive. Do something. You know, you got to find some kind of edge any way you can. Do you do you have him shoot right-handed? I mean, he, he shoots well, everything right-handed inside the lane anyway. He keeps trying to shoot left-handed jump shots. He's ambidextrous. Why not just have him shoot right-handed in the offseason? Well, if what's ever comfortable. Like, whatever you've been doing for this long, let's let's try to fix let, – let's fix that. Let's not try to have – restart it all over, recalibrate your brain and say, hey, man, we got to – Okay, now start here. You got to keep your elbow in over here when everything is, you know what I mean? I just feel like you stick with what he's been doing, what he feels is comfortable, what comes to him naturally, and then work on it from there. Great stuff. Eddie House joining us. Eddie, great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us, man. All All good. Thanks for having me, man. Eddie House. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Zach Lowe does a really good job. So in his last piece, he... He wrote that there are people, not in the Thunder, but people in the NBA who think the Thunder should consider trading Russell Westbrook. Now, here's the first part, and this is important. You consider everything. You consider everything. Hey, would you consider moving your show to this? I'll consider it. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it. But smart people consider things. I'll consider it. What is the offer in return for Russell Westbrook? Let me consider it. If the offer is... Hey, I'm going to give you Kristaps Porzingis. I'm going to give you a Tim Hardaway Jr. and the Knicks lottery pick. I consider it. I still probably pass because I'm not convinced Porzingis is, one, a superstar, and two, I have no idea his level of health. But I consider it. I also think, and this is really interesting, anyone who's ever done an NBA draft, I used to have this discussion with my buddy Ryan Rossillo. And Rosillo used to say, so I'll make sure I, I give credit where it's due. And he also said, you know who always tells you what they would do in the top five picks in the lottery? Guys they would take, guys they wouldn't take, guys that aren't in the top five of the lottery. Hey, I wouldn't touch them. That's right, because you're picking 20 seconds, right? Oh, I'd take that guy in a heartbeat. Yeah, but you're, t- you're drafting 17th. He ain't going to be there. You're talking about some. You're, it's like the guy talking about a party that he would never get invited to. I can't believe they have a kegger for a bunch of 40-year-olds. Yeah, you didn't get invited. 
He didn't get invited. So other people in the NBA going like, man, they should really move on from Russell Westbrook. That's because you don't have Russell Westbrook. I'm not saying Russell Westbrook's perfect. I don't think he's easy to coach. I don't think he's easy to manage. I do think you're in a, a, a sweet spot if you're Oklahoma City, and here's why. Uh, Ramos, do you remember the comedian Yakov Shmirnov? Yes. Ah, Yakov Shmirnov. I am comedian from Russia, right? This is back when Russia was Soviet Union Russia. He used to do this bit about stay free. You know what stay free is, right? Stay free about how he always puts it at dinner table because he wants to stay free. People come over to the house. They don't understand. You have a napkin that gives you freedom, right? Like, it's not that kind of napkin. But he had this line about comedy in Russia. You know the best thing about comedy in Russia. You have captive audience. They're not going anywhere, right? It's a great line. Yakov Shmirnov, by the way, has his own theater in Joplin, not Joplin, uh, Branson, Missouri. Branson, Missouri. The Yakov Shmirnov Theater. Whatever happened to Yakov Shmirnov? He's in Branson. So, and Branson is like the Vegas of Missouri. In Arkansas. So, um, anyway, the Yakov Shmirnov line reminds me of Russell Westbrook. He is captive audience. He's not going anywhere. Do you know why I know that? Because Russell Westbrook signed the biggest extension in the history of the NBA this past offseason. It's a five-year, $205 million extension, which I believe kicks in this year. So they got him for five more years. Russell Westbrook is captive audience. He's not going anywhere. And the Thunder have doubled down, said Billy Donovan's coming back. So there's you, you need an approach, and there's a two-headed approach to it. The first is you got to surround him with pieces that can get the best out of him. My guess would be another ball handler that he can trust that can move him off the ball. Now, Russell Westbrook might not want to be coached, but you got to coach him anyway. Hey, dude, we tried it your way. You've been here almost a decade. And Harden's gone. KD's gone. Oladipo's gone. Paul George is probably gone. You have a world of talent. You're not going anywhere for a while. So why don't you try and do it our way? And the way to do that is to coach him. Put a team around him with ancillary pieces, much the way that the Cavs have been built around LeBron James. Right? Get guys that are versatile, that can switch defensively, that can all shoot. And when Russell goes into his Russell routine and no one else touches the basketball, <clears throat> out he comes. He is captive audience. He's not going anywhere. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Don't do the NCAA players are like slaves. Wendell Carter is a spectacular kid and a really good player who's going to be a lottery pick after one year at Duke. Kalia Carter is a former student athlete, I believe at Ole Miss, who spoke at the Knight Commission yesterday. Here were her comments afterwards. Pull back the layers. The problem that I see is not with the student-athlete. It's not with the coaches at the institutions of higher learning. 
but it's with a system like the only system that I have ever seen where the laborers are the only people that are not being compensated for the work that they do while those in charge receive mighty compensation. The only two things, the only two systems where I've known that to be in place is slavery and the prison system. Mm. Prison system. Yes. Slavery. Mm-hmm. She also essentially said that all the all the players are black, which are not. Um and she starts by saying it's not the coaches, it's the system, but then she indicts the coaches for the amount of money that they make. There's a lot of people that will say, well, Mike Krzyzewski makes $7.2 million. That is a lot of money. Mike Krzyzewski's also been at Duke for 38 years. 38 years. So forget about the amount of success that he's had, the n- number of lives that he's touched, or the fact that most of the value, true value in college athletics is the uniform and the coach. That's what we sell. We get to learn about the players. By the way, interns collect no, no money. We had interns here, too, two at, uh, at Fox Sports who just finished last week. We had, we had two, two of them, right? Three of them? Who's the other one? Cooper, Landon, and Spencer. How much money did Cooper, Landon, and Spencer make? Zero. Landon, zero. Spencer, zero. Um, please don't do the slavery thing. It's offensive. It's inaccurate. And the idea that basketball players get nothing. Dude, your kid was on campus for six months. First of all, Wendell Carter's a good kid, a good player is going to be a lottery pick. This is not an attack on, on her. It's an attack on the idea that she clearly is not seeing the world through an accurate lens. Just isn't. Now I know that your heart says Wendell Carter should be able to sell his name and likeness. Had any of you guys ever heard of Wendell Carter before this year? Of course not. Do you know why you heard of Wendell Carter? Cause he played it. Don't tell me that they, there's no value. They don't get anything. They're not slaves. Nobody forces them to do it. Slave labor was just that. You were kidnapped from a country where you grew up. You were brought on ships where people would commit suicide because they knew what waited for them. You were beaten. You were held. You were forced to create children and then work until your, your skin was bare and fed the bare minimum. Please stop. It's offensive. It's bothersome. As somebody who is completely and totally uh, sensitive to the idea, there is an incredible education inequality in our country. There is no fight for education equality. There are places in this country where, Helen Flint, you can't even get clean water, let alone education. Where you start out and you have no shot. Why? Because there ain't any chance of getting out of there. And this is the best possible chance we have of educating as many people of diverse backgrounds as possible. It's the second biggest scholarship program in the history of the United States to the GI Bill. That's how many people benefit from it. 
And benefit is payment. It is a payment. It is tax-free. All you got to do is show up and play a sport you love to play and get better coaching, better education, better food, better, uh, uh, better gear, better dormitories, better school, better academic help than you could ever get elsewhere. And people have the nerve, the chutzpah, the balls to go, you know, it's a lot like slavery. Please stop. It, it is akin to people who have lived it, to people who deal with it, to people I talk to in administrations, coaches, whatever. It's more expensive, too. It's hard to get into. And by the way, states are funding and schools are funding athletic programs less and less. People have to live on their own. Just because sports has billion-dollar deals for huge conferences paid out over 20 years, yeah, dude, you get more money, but those are 20-year deals paid out to 14 schools. You break it down, it's a good chunk of money. They have to pay for the stadiums. They have to pay for the scholarships. They have to pay for the coaches. They have to pay for the trainers. They have to pay for the academic services. They have to pay for all of the other. Remember, Title IX, all the women's sports, the, the non-revenue-generating sports. And do some coaches who generate a ton of the income benefit from it after a life's work? Yes, they do. But you know what that's not? That's not slavery. That's reality. No one forces you. No one forces you to do it. If you don't value it, if you don't understand what it can create, if, if, if Wendell Carter's mom isn't smart enough to understand that her son is a dookie, that doesn't leave you. You know who else is a dookie? Not just Mike Krzyzewski. You know Adam Silver's a dookie? Do you know there are, there are senators? There are champions of business? as well as broadcasters and coaches who are all dookies and they all take care of one another, you're getting a, you're getting a key. Open that door. That's why you go there. And oh yeah, by the way, I didn't know Wendell Carter existed in this world until he played for Duke. And now he'll be a lottery pick, potentially making generational wealth in about four or five years. So forgive me if I get offended by the fact that somebody is completely factually inaccurate. She also went on to say like, why don't they make you get an education? Like, what are you talking about? They do the best they can. We cannot hold you hostage and make you get an education. Right. I, 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 I missed the part that said you had to go. To the, the kid didn't even want to go to the NFL, NBA draft. I don't know if I mean, Wendell Carter didn't want to go. He liked Duke so much he wanted to stay. And his parents were like, nah, you got to go. Okay. But it's our fault. By the way, Wendell Carter can come back anytime he wants, be on scholarship, get his degree. Anytime he wants. Whether playing offseason, train there, whether it's after he's done playing for 10, 15 years in the NBA. It's the greatest deal ever, and it keeps getting better. But here's the problem with it. The only problem is human nature. We all want more which is why no $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 payment will ever change people wanting more. That's what people that want more. And colleges have said, this is what we're giving you. We're giving you room, board, tuition, and cost of attendance, a little money in your pocket. Plus you get per diem, you get all this other stuff, you work camp, you get more money. You always have cash in your pocket. You always have good gear. You always have the best of everything. You fly, you fly around with your team. You get to travel overseas, travel to all these great cities. We promote your brand. All you got to do is show up 20 hours a week, eight hours in the off season. That's it. And you get an education that lasts your lifetime. You tell me how that's comparable to slavery or the prison system. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 